Why do we use the Apostles' Creed when it's newer than the Nicene Creed, doesn't have the same ecumenicity, it lacks the careful Trinitarian clarity of Nicaea, well, it's shorter, and some churches like ours don't even say the whole thing. We leave out, he descended into hell. Well, here's the answer of the Westminster Divines, who published the Apostles' Creed with the first edition of the Westminster Standards. So the Westminster Standards was published by, uh, probably not the Parliament, but the Westminster Divines with the Apostles' Creed. And they said, because it is a brief sum of Christian faith, agreeable to the Word of God, and anciently received in the churches of Christ. In other words, it's ancient, it's venerable, and it's there's nothing wrong with it, and it's very good. Now, uh, the second century church especially uh, developed and used these creedal recitations. They were mostly used for baptism. An adult came to be baptized. He would recite. Uh, they, were, they were called the rule of faith, and there were some different versions of it. And that developed, that began a process that by the 5th century resulted in the Apostles' Creed. The Apostles' Creed was not written by the Apostles. There's no particular relationship of the Apostles' Creed to the Apostles other than the apostolicity of it. Um, and it was it had the purpose of, on the one hand, combating heresy, and on the other, embedding in the faith of the people in their confession the most important truths of the Christian faith. It's very useful for that. Now, that leads to the question, why don't we say he descended into hell? We have all kinds of youth grow up in our church. They go visit another church and they feel awkward because everybody's saying he descended into hell. Well, uh, when I got here, I discovered, and I don't know when it started here. Maybe, Mel, do you know? Well, I know that, but what, so we just kind of picked it up. Uh, I got here and we don't say he descends into hell which I admit I would be too chicken to do myself, to take an item out of the Apostles' Creed, but I was delighted to do so. And I've actually written on why it is better not to say he descended into hell. And this start R.L. Dabney raised a stink, and the conservative Southern Church has picked up on this correctly. Why? Well, here's my argument. If we're going to have everybody in the church stand up and confess something in unison, we better not only believe every item in it, we need to know why we believe it, and it should be unimpeachably biblical. So you get to he descended into hell, and you go, what does that mean? And you're going to get, there's like four or five main answers, none of which, frankly, are persuasive to me. A Calvin, who I think was clearly punting on the issue, uh, said, well, it describes Jesus, uh, the agonies he suffered. He suffered hell while he died on the cross. Okay, John, there's a problem with that. The Apostles' Creed is a historia. It's a historically, it's, it's an order. So he was crucified, dead, and buried. So whatever comes next is after he was buried. So it is logically about the time period, time period after the burial of Jesus, before the resurrection about which we do not have clear biblical teaching. And it's my view that we should not be training our members, and particularly our children, to stand up and say things that they don't know are true. And I, I personally cannot give you an authoritative explanation of what he descended into. This would be one of those sermons where I go, there's four views, and I, I think this is the least bad one. <laughs> Okay, but in my view, so I, I thank the Lord for the courageous, radical uh, uh, Southern Presbyterian heritage that took out he descended into hell, and that is why. I'm not saying it's wrong to say it. I, I, I'm not unwilling. To, I just, when I write them in another church, and they always do it, I just kind of stand there 
feeling stupid like everybody else. But I, I, I think it is a proper... By the way, it was the last item we know. At, when you read Augustine on the Apostles' Creed, he makes no mention of it. The second century rules of faith, not a single second century rule of faith, slightly different versions of the early form of the Apostles' Creed, not one of them has that statement in there. So I think the case against it is far better than the case for it, and I have friends who think that I'm a radical for that very reason.